out, Indiana's only LGBTIQ plus news and public affairs show, featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. Live from the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Hey there, loves. You're listening to Blooming Out, one of the nation's longest running radio shows dedicated to covering news, personalities, and life from the LGBTIQ experience. I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Lucas Fisher. And it's Hello. just the two of us. Hi, it's just you and me today. Building castles in the sky. <clears throat> oh, sorry, that's an old song. Maybe a bad combo because we can just go on and on and just talk for an hour straight and no one no one's here to stop us. So. Well, you have the timer set, so. I did set a timer, so. It's on top of us. It looks pretty crazy. I don't really know what it's. It looks you're pretty showing it, You're showing it to the... Uh, what is that? Do you it's have a special like, app? We're looking at a... a it's I, just the iPhone thing, but it, it looks weird. Anyway. I've never used that, so... Obviously. I haven't either. I'm really just confused. That's why I had to show you. I don't know what's going on. I don't yeah. actually know which screen to look at. This is so confusing. So, <sighs> how are you doing this week? This week is better. Doing good. It's a week. It's um, a week. And I just got off the phone with the U.S. Attorney's Office, and they're working on a case. Um, the U.S. Attorneys. Yeah, for the whole. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. So you had to talk to someone from the the federal government. Uh, yes. Wow. It's not often you get to do that, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, that's not necessarily a, a very special. It's kind of kind of sucks. Yeah, it wasn't really much of a um conversation. They're just filling me in what's going on and mm. kind of letting me go I know what's going to happen down the line probably. What's so, mm. yeah, it was an informational thing more than anything else, but there's that um terribly exciting um yeah what else are we doing how's your job i've been in the office for a week yeah that's i only have like the one job though have you You have two yes i've been well i'm the only one in the office right now okay um the whole covid thing is keeping everybody uh, at home and it's been quiet and kind of disorienting i'm you can't really just go and ask somebody something. It has to be uh, email or text. And mm-hmm. it's just everything seems delayed. Um, it's just a strange way of doing and office And yeah, work. You're, still, you're still in a building, right? Yeah, but there's hardly so, anybody there. So you're just, yeah. So that's sort of what I've been doing too since I went back to work. You know, most of the upper management isn't working there. It's just... Uh, the essential, uh, you know, people. Essential workers. There. Yeah. So, you know, I'm in my room with six other people, but I can't, there's usually not someone I can just ask a question. Yeah. You know, I have to type up an email or yeah. something. It's so it's weird. I was the only person in my building uh, a couple of days ago wow. for about three hours. And the building is just huge. It, the, this is IU or is this the other? 
Yeah, this is the film job. Oh, okay. So that was it's weird, but uh, you know, I was blasting music. Did you do uh, that? Were you blasting any music at? Is it your job at City Hall? Is that? No, job? no, it's uh, one city center. I think it's one twenty. Well, I'm not going to give out all yeah, the dates, but um, it's not the official City Hall building. No, 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 it's not City Hall. It's it's a former um, uh, Mason's Lodge. Hmm. Okay. It's a pretty no, building. It's big. It's you know right downtown. Um, there are a lot of offices in it, but there aren't a lot of people in their offices. I so, uh, was it uh, WTTS is on the same floor, and their their offices are, um, and they've got like a secretary and somebody running things inside. Wow. And that's about it. There's like nobody else. Thing? Yeah. Holy crap! We should uh we should link up. Collaborate. Collaborate. From across the atrium. Across the. Maybe I always like, wonder what it would be like to work for a uh, for a profit radio station. Probably be kind of annoying. But. Well, there's just like WFHB. There's nobody except a central crew in right now. Yeah, um, it's Which very is why quiet. They're still online, yeah, and they they won't even you know answer the door if you knock on it. It's there's they're a, scared. Everyone's <laughs> Well, and that that's just it. There's no contact. There's two elevators, single occupancy. We're all trying to uh, avoid each other as much as possible. Yeah. And that's pretty easy. And it's a lot of lawyers' offices and stuff like that. So. Right, because you work, you work, you're a paralegal, right? Uh, I do some uh, tasks that are associated with paralegals. I am not an actual trained paralegal, so... Um, you're apparently uh, i'm an office manager uh, so such as you know it needs i'm a secretary mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> secretary does make a lot me of say stuff. it make me say oh the secretary is a great job I'm, and it person so yeah sounds like you have to do a lot of stuff and then it's, it, well variety it's lovely i it's fun like having um multiple things to do because yeah. it, <laughs> my brain gets bored. Mm-hmm. It's that ADD brain thing, or it just... Oh, yeah, I completely understand. Need brain. all sorts of input. Just need different different stuff. Mm-hmm. You. If I had to do, like, one thing for the rest of my life, <laughs> the rest of my life wouldn't be that long. I just <laughs> couldn't do it. I, I want to uh, I want to do all the things, except yeah, math. Me too. I don't want to do math. I don't mm, no, I just like to Math is hard. Let's go shopping. Math is hard. I wish I don't know. <laughs> Let's not talk about my inability to do basic math calculations. Katrina is across from me right now. What? And she's like giving a disapproving look and shaking her head. Oh and no. She says it's fun. Math is fun. She can do math. She's she's a math whiz. Wait until you get into that calculus. You know, probably <laughs> really like it. I kind of like calculus. <laughs> Do you? Anyway. Never got that far. I got an A in calculus, but I what? failed the exam. So, what up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but oh, it's, it's a, fun. It's a beautiful day. We should be recording outside. Mm. Just like 12 feet away, there's sunshine and 
I forgot I don't like sunshine. Never mind. I like a thunderstorm. I was doing that earlier. We had some nice rain this week. Mm-hmm. And now it's sunny. Are you are you tired? I'm tired. Do you I have to nap early for for working. Oh. Uh, shout out to all of you early risers out there. I just feel like I just feel like it. You know, shout out, props to y'all for getting up at you know six a.m. <laughs> Why? Excellent. Too short. Life's too short, but I see. I see you out there. I see you. <laughs> Sorry. I don't because I'm asleep then. So <laughs> it's about I the time because I have to drive to work and it's not a lot of them no the streets are empty that's beautiful that's a strange post-apocalyptic beautiful thing yeah well now it's summertime in bloomington so everyone's gone but i guess it's been like that for a a couple months right it's the funny thing oh we have news don't we do yeah we do there's a lot going on there is a lot going on as always. Oh, we've got a lot of it is uh, has to do with legal stuff, of course. Um, I would rather, I was going to ask everybody, but Ireland and Justin uh, decided to have other things going on. Uh, like work. And How dare you have a job? People, come on. What's up? We're doing important things here. Yeah. So, uh, I was going to see if anybody had watched She-Ra. Did you watch She-Ra at my insistence? No. You didn't. You did I didn't. not. Let's see. Right. I, I haven't really been watching any TV, though. Yeah, but She-Ra's beyond TV. It's a cultural phenomenon. I All right. I believe it, you. It actually started blowing up this week after the, the um, final episode came out. Is there... Oh, really? Was it uh, controversial? A, well, it wasn't controversial. It was, it's the end of the um, the show, and oh, it's, it's like, you know series finale, yeah. and I can't I can't go into how I can't go. Child, don't sign at me, okay? Because I'm really bad at sign language. No, I can't. I'm, and I'm trying to think of other. Yes, it's gay. Thank you. Yay. Gay. It's beyond gay. It's the whole spectrum. I love it. That's um, great. But I, I don't want to give stuff away because... It looks so cute. I'm looking at pictures now, and it just reminds me of Steven Universe. I don't know if you've watched Steven yeah, Universe. Yeah, kind of. Well, speaking is, of queer it's shows. very gay. Yeah. It's very subtly gay. I love it. Steven Universe is subtly gay? Well, I guess it's not so. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of It's not that. very subtle. <laughs> but, you know, they're not like, I don't know. It's I guess it's not very subtle. But it, I don't know. This animation style and the She-Ra mm-hmm. sort of reminds me of that. It's really cute. Yes. It's very cute. It. And it's very, um, it's engaging, which is strange for me because I haven't been into cartoons for a while. Um, yeah. It's not quite anime which I was into in like college and stuff back in the nineties. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it's its own style. It's really um, not distracting from the story either. 
which is nice because the story is serious in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun too. I mean, it is for kids, uh, but but adults enjoy it obviously as well. And awesome. the uh, internet just blew up after this final uh, episode because it was so very positive. Um, and I was just hoping that you all had something to say about it, but that's okay. We can cover it another time. And mm. another thing we're going to cover another time is uh, the life of Larry Kramer. Uh, he was and anybody who lived through um, the AIDS epidemic and beyond knows Larry. He was a, a gay icon, uh, an activist who... Uh, he was an activist and an agitator, and he uh, he was, I, I don't, you know, everybody talks about Harvey Milk, um, mm-hmm. but there were others who were, I don't want to say less approachable, <laughs> um, but they were definitely more passionate uh, in their presentation than uh some of the the more easily digestible people and larry was very confrontational and in his style and he was we'll go into him later because uh justin actually acted in one of his plays so i would love to get justin's take on this and i think he'd have a lot to say so we will shelve a uh retrospective of larry kramer yeah i would love to talk about it and that's so cool that justin was in one of his plays that is awesome yeah he passed away at 84 led a good long and um uh laudable life so oh r.i.p larry let's see so everybody speaking of everybody talking about them <laughs> this you saw the central park woman who was uh who supposedly called 911 on an african-american gentleman yes, who I asked her to lose her dog i saw that i think everybody did i think i hope everyone did i guess that it's was funny that you, you all you had to say was woman calling the police in central park at an african-american and I was just like, yep, I saw that. I remember that. Like, I don't even know where I saw it. Probably Twitter. It's disgusting. Yep. That was really, really painful to watch. And just gross. There's been a lot of grossness. There's been a lot of gross. I don't racial, racially motivated uh, hate. I um, didn't understand it. Like, what was she even freaking out about? <laughs> Because somebody told her she couldn't do something. Oh, right. Or, you know, he's like, please leash leash your dog. She can't just let it run in that spot only. I mean, she could let her dog run free in other places. Just move to that other place. Let your dog run. Also, you live in New York, so your dog can't really roam free. That's not even really an option. Well, apparently it is in Central Park in some places. Um, I don't know. I've not been to Central Park. I yeah see um, I don't know see we need we need our uh, New York uh, expert 
right. our resident, live-in resident, to explain this to us. And they're not here either. But, uh, so. Yeah, we'll that to... whole situation, just like, one of those things where I was just like, I, I wish that didn't have to happen. Like, but seriously, f*** that. Um, said, yeah, <laughs> like, come on. This is Shut not, it, it, racism is just unfortunate. It's it's deadly. It's, and it's not a it's not a tool you can use. I mean, it's not a tool you should use to get your way over something at all. How disgusting. Like you know, and that could have turned out how horrible could that have turned out? You know, we how, see how horrible that could have turned out by Minneapolis. Right? Yeah, and, and yeah. And then just now and I'm the Minneapolis Whoa. Whoa. That I am so shocked by that. That that just happened basically overnight. Is it just that news really shocked me? And the fact that there's a video. Why is there a video? I think well, there was a, a meme, you know, a quote from Will Smith and a little thing I saw. Um, you know, it's not like it's happening more. It's just mm-hmm. getting videotaped more. You know, it's, yeah, people are starting to like the guy in Indianapolis. What Facebook live streamed himself, yeah. and that's why we know about it. Right. And uh, the Minneapolis person, I I don't know how that. I think the video was taken by an agent with, or another police officer there. Which no, it was I, just bystander. It they was just a bystander. Yeah, they haven't released any of the um, body cam footage or anything. Hmm. It was a bystander, and they were pleading with the police to get off the guy's neck and. That's just, I, didn't, I didn't watch the video, so it's uh, that. How does I saw the picture though? Okay, and the the expression on the police officer's face gave me chills because it was you couldn't. He didn't look like he was dealing with a human being. Okay. Oh, I'm sure he didn't feel he was dealing with a human being either. That and, you don't do that to somebody, and no, and and so. Not. Obviously, he felt that he wasn't doing it to somebody. I, he, I, I, I can't express exactly. on the air my anger and rage about this. Um, I, you know, there's so much that you can you can tell from a picture. So I really hope these people get uh, these officers are charged and found guilty. And yeah, I mean that's murder. Over. It's all murder. All of these it, things. This are, was an unarmed person correct yep um what wasn't you know he at at the point that you get to see he wasn't resisting arrest he there was no way he could he was already fully subdued like you should not get choked out for committing fraud shouldn't get choked out at all yeah it shouldn't be a thing but it's just really scary to me in the fact selling cigarettes i mean whatever this is this is just a continuation of um you know, 400 years of bigotry, hatred, mm-hmm. um, and dehumanization. Yeah, I mean... So this woman, using that bludgeon, it's, a, it, it's not a tool, it's a weapon. It's a, it can lead to somebody's death seriously? because you are mildly inconvenienced and somebody asked you to do the right thing, do the thing you're supposed to do in the first place. It's so fragile. The white fragility is just too much for me. That's so ridiculous. But 
um, the man in it, the, the Christian Cooper, um, he he was the victim there. He was the man taping it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a former editor at Marvel Comics. Um, he was also uh, the one who helped give life to Yoshi Mishima, the first openly homosexual character in the Star Trek universe. Wow. Really? Yeah. Um, he is, <laughs> news is coming out about him because, you know, of course he took it in stride. Uh, I'm sure it didn't feel like it at the time, but he, he kept his cool through that thing. Um, and so people cool. were digging and, and he's, he's kind of a behind the scenes queer icon. And wow. yeah. So a black man who, uh, is also queer, um, he's had to deal with a lot of uh, setbacks in his life and a lot of bigotry and, uh, and he handled himself very well in that situation. Um, and he was so cool during the whole thing, but anyway, I just thought I'd bring him up because of uh, all the stuff that's been going on this week. And, you know, here, here he is this person who is responsible for opening up in geek culture. Uh, you know, queer spaces and, um, and people that the, the folks who consume uh, comics and geek culture can, you know, they can see themselves, the LGBT folk can start to see themselves in those universes. Right. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I never cared about comics growing up. I didn't think that they had anything to offer um, I read novels and stuff. That was my thing. Wow, and... you nerd. Sorry. Shut up. <laughs> Go on. Uh, you know, I, I was more into like Anne Rice and stuff like that, even young. Um, <laughs> that sounds really bad, and it probably was really bad, but... <laughs> um, it's pretty... Uh... I, you know, every, everybody when I was young was, you know, they were talking about comics, and they were talking about... Uh, superheroes and stuff kind of grew up with that but mm. there was nobody who was lgbt to to look at that i could see yeah. um, you always had like batman and robin and you're like you know well is there something yeah. going on there um yeah. but nothing explicit and in yeah I'm trying to think it, of something so i don't know if y'all heard that um, I'm sorry. We're here recording at home, and I've got my mom and my daughter here. My mom's getting ready to leave, and uh, there are doors opening and closing, and uh, things going on in the background that you might hear that might be slightly embarrassing. So I, I apologize. You good? I, didn't hear anything. I hear it. I can't tell what's coming through the headphones or the uh, oh. the mic. So. Melanie, don't worry. I will openly roast you if I hear something. Yes, that's <laughs> perfect. Anyway, back to Christian. Um, it, it's uh, people like him who have opened things up so that you have these heroes that young LGBT folk can look at. That you have, you know, putting queer characters forward. Mm-hmm gives that mirror 
that is yes. really important. That we so desperately need. Yeah. That's like the point. Well, not the point, but that's one of the like most important things about like literature and uh, media is just being able to see ourselves represented. And uh, so that's really cool that he was there, you know, underground sort of opening the door for those characters. Because mm-hmm. that's why we can have a uh, She-Ra and exactly yeah yeah and and for someone for the superhero uh you know that that young still predominantly male but not necessarily so much anymore um uh, influential cultural thing you know there's not just the mirror almost uh as importantly there's also the window and Mm. when you put queer uh, characters into you know uh, entertainment that kids consume and yes. young adults too um anyone really right but it shows that you know here are these people and here are these situations and it's not you know we're we're not so uh out of the mainstream we're here we're a part of life we're everywhere and now we're uh being represented in this very important sort of um, cultural, culturally influential way, and and Christian is part of that. So, um, while this woman was doing something that was absolutely uh, potentially life threatening, and I'm not sad that she lost her job, and she is now. Uh, and her, and her dog, um, and she's now the focus of the nation's outrage. You know, that, well, she deserved it. It came. She it, deserved it. Oof. That was like you know the words that just came out of her mouth. That was just vile. Mm-hmm. She knew what she was doing. Oh, absolutely. They all do. They right. all do. I know. So I don't. So, uh, but she she brought him into the spotlight uh, in a horribly nasty way um but now we can you know look him up and um celebrate his work that's (laughs) i didn't know him before and now i feel kind of guilty for that so um thank you christian and i'm so sorry that you have to deal with this i'm so sorry that uh minorities in america are hated so much that um, yeah, the I mean, lives are totally disregarded as being important. Mm-hmm. I'm just really sad that someone would play that card when they were just being asked to put their dog in a leash. Like such a minor thing that only someone entitlement is incredibly fragile. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. People need to not be so fragile. Too. We're seeing a lot of. Uh, fragility we're seeing a lot of frustration in people we're seeing a lot of the worst of people coming out alongside of the best of people right mm-hmm. um, the mutual aid societies the things that people are putting together to help one another in this time um, I was just watching a, a video of, of a compilation that somebody and I'm not sure the person's um, I, I couldn't pick out their 
particular accent. Um, but they were showing like a compilation of Americans uh, mm-hmm. who were just sick and tired of being told what to do and, and having to wear masks. And they were just being, you know, we've all seen those too. Um, yeah. You're infringing on my freedom to, you're infringing on my rights. Like what right, what, what particular right are you talking about? Which particular right are you talking about? It's uh, the right to not wear a mask and to infect people. That's great. You know, people coughing on people. That, that's assault. Um, that's assault. Amen. And I think that it, it has been prosecuted as such, or it's being prosecuted as such in some places. Sorry, I'm adjusting the mic. Um, I hope so. People should take responsibility for their... Oh, but they don't. They think they have rights of, you know, you're, you're infringing on my freedom of whatever. Um, I'm not sure where that comes, like, those freedoms come from. I'm not sure what freedoms they're talking about. I'm not sure what either. But, uh... But... Uh, I, I mean, why play that card? Like, can't you just, you know, act like other people matter and that you your actions affect those people? And, you know, what if it was your grandma? Maybe you don't have a grandma, but, like... Well, maybe, maybe that's just it. These, these people are not thinking about others. Americans are so, what's, what's the term, rugged individuality. Um, yeah, that they, would, they would throw their own grandma under a train if they had to. It's all about the individual. It's all about us. You know, or me, not, not us. That's a collective. But it's all about me. And, you know how is this affecting me instead of worrying about how it affects us? We're in, we live in a nation of 350 million people. We in the Eastern part of the country and on the coasts are crammed together uh, pretty tightly. Indiana is not quite so bad. We've got some space, but still. Right. um, Well, you want to know what really annoys me about that whole thing is that, well, when we look at how we handle the coronavirus, um, we've really drawn it out. And uh, if we would have uh, tried to work together, we could have uh, saved a lot of time and we could have saved a lot of people from dying. And all, all people had to do, well, I, I really think we needed, we just needed adequate testing. And I guess we should have demanded that because if everybody were able to get tested, then people could have kept going to their jobs if they didn't have the virus. Because that is like the essential argument of everyone's... That's why people hate the masks and all this, is because they're forced to wear them when it's not working. Because Mm -hmm. we didn't come up with a a plan that actually works and unites people. We just relied on essential workers to keep showing up. And it's sad because... We could have just relied on essential people to show up for about two weeks had we had adequate testing to see. Because then if you got tested, you could have quarantined for two weeks. And I don't know, that would have saved us like six weeks or whatever. I I read something about, you know, the the lives and time saved if we had jumped on it earlier. And, And that's, as a country... I don't think that we really could have done that. I don't think no, that that's something. No, we have. We don't have, have the unity. 
It's not there. We don't, our, see, our, we don't see each other as country folk. We don't see each other as um, uh, family. We don't see each other as one. No, it's like a seventh grade cafeteria or something. <laughs> it's bad. I really, really don't like it. So like we do. Word. You know, yeah. we talk about coming together. We talk about family. We talk about um, in the LGBT community, how we've had to circle the wagons mm-hmm. and, and in all minority communities, we have to circle the wagons against this. It's a constant. It's been since the beginning onslaught of people who uh, feel entitled to take. And, um, and yet those are the people that our culture worships. You know, these, these anti-social, anti, uh, the way I define nation is the, the people within the country, right? Um, I, I'm not a particular fan of, uh, nationalism. Nationalism. Or any of any of those, like, I, I don't get into sports teams. I don't get into yeah. tribalism. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe I could if I, you know. But why? Because we're all the same, right? I mean, you look at you look at people from all over the world. America is made of everybody. We are we are a country of all of the countries of the world. People from everywhere, from you know every corner, nook and cranny. Um, we are the world. I hate to bring that song up, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's fundamentally un-American to, to discriminate, to hate, to uh, marginalize as far yeah. as the American um, ideal. And yet here we are once again doesn't matter if it's pandemic, doesn't matter if it's racism, doesn't matter if it's anti-LGBT bias. We're still fighting just for the basics, you know, just to be recognized as human. Uh, we still have cases before the Supreme Court, the uh, case of a student who just wanted to use the bathroom, trans student, and he was told that he could use a separate bathroom. Uh, we visited this way back in the back, you know, mid mid uh, 20th century for separate but equal you you can't in the case of something like bathroom access you make a kid have to go to the nurse's office or go out of their way for what reason um parents who were upset about it it, it wasn't because students were upset although uh students were used as pawns but anyway that case is before the supreme court and federal judge has already said that um that's not acceptable. You can't discriminate against trans kids. They should get to go to the bathroom of uh, the gender they identify as. <clears throat> we have the case uh, still pending uh, for discrimination in um, employment. There are a couple more coming down the pike, supposedly going to be, um, uh, we're, we're going to get, rulings this year uh there's another one and and uh, when we get into one of the places that i'm i'm 
kind of conservative in my views is um, prisoners' right to access uh, health care for some things. Um, there's, there's a prisoner who, uh, she's trans, she's been in male prison for a while for um, statutory rape. Uh, I don't know the particulars of the case, but uh, uh, sex with a minor is how they word it. And right there, that... I have so many problems with child molesters and and um, rapists and such. Murderers. Um, when, I, when a case comes up about rights for access for things like uh, hormones and... Um, gender reassignment surgery there's a uh, there's a difficulty i have in allowing myself to see the humanity of those people mm. because they have um hold on get some birds okay. and stuff in the background is it annoying sorry no sorry bloomington you're gonna have to deal with it no this is great that is good background sound my mom digging through the freezer is like you know a bit more distracted Maybe we should take a music break. Sure, let's take a music break. Those in a while. No, I forgot about them.
Lucas is back from the bathroom. No, back in the bathroom. And All right. Where were we? Sorry. No, that's okay. We need to take a break because I was going to get very um, upset. So anyway, there's a, a an inmate who has been suing for her right to uh, transition while she's in prison. And she's set to get out in next year. Um, but she has won her appeals. And this will help other inmates in the future. Um, we'll see how it goes. The Supreme Court refused to rule on it or refused to block uh, a ruling on allowing her to uh, go forward. So uh, this will help in the future. It will help uh, inmates access the health care that they need. Uh, in this particular case, I'm really not too sure about how I feel about the inmate, but uh, in the long run, as far as human rights go, uh, it's a win. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's the Supreme Court. We also have uh, the Donald as the Trump administration uh, is still going ahead, even during the, uh, let's say, I don't want to call it a distraction, but that's what they're using it as. They're using it as cover um, <clears throat> to roll back rules, uh, Obama era rules that say you can't discriminate against LGBTIQ folk in healthcare. We knew that was coming anyway. Mm-hmm. And HHS is finalizing those plans now to roll those protections back. So um, under the cover of night, kind of, they're they're going to be sneaking the stuff back out and during a pandemic during a pandemic as if the pandemic is a reason to do that right that is really really devastating well it will be if we have institutions doctors who decide that during this pandemic they don't want to treat lgbt folk for whatever reason and you know you're you're denying you're giving the right to deny people uh, health care right. during a time when people need it most. Which is sad because, I mean, we also don't even have access to health care necessarily. Right. It's already don't. abysmal. It's already hard to get health care. So now it's almost like your chances are being dwindled for this emergency health care. Like, what if you get the coronavirus? Like, What if you live in the Midwest, which is getting hardest hit now, in which cases are actually rising, as opposed to the coasts where they're going down? So, yeah, we have this downward trend overall, but there are places, more rural, where the infection rate is going up, death rate is going up, and these are uh, deeply conservative areas. They're also very uh, uh, underserved by the healthcare industry. So, you know, hospitals were already closing in rural areas. Uh, Even in Bloomington, we have a dearth of people who uh, we can go to for certain things like um, uh, rheumatologists and uh, even, you know, podiatrists we have (laughs) a few of, but uh, it still takes forever to get in. 
and, and that's kind of across the board for doctors. It takes months to get an appointment when you can get an appointment. Um, yeah, we, we're we kind of already... We don't have, like a food desert, we have a healthcare, we have healthcare deserts. And so if yeah. you live in a rural community and you're queer and they don't want to treat you, what other options do you have? It's not like you live in a city and you can just go to a different hospital or go to a different doctor. So this is, again, bigotry leading to crises. It's manufactured and it's potentially deadly. So um, Democrats wrote to Republicans, wrote to the Trump administration uh, to stop this easing of uh, anti-discrimination rules. And again, the, the signers onto this, they're, I'm going to bring politics into it. Um, for everybody that says that, oh, they're both the same, as far as survival goes, the parties are not both the same. Um, I'm not going to be even-handed here. I am not a news program uh, anchor. I am uh, a person who is analyzing news and yeah, uh, in cultural situations. And right mm-hmm. now, Republicans, conservatives, are they're the ones that are doing this to us. Um, it's disgusting. So please vote, people. I know that not everybody got absentee ballots. I know that uh, not everybody voted early, but Mm -hmm. we have elections coming up on the second. Coming up. It's happening still. So socially distance. This vote is is really, really important because we are not as... Now, there's still risk to going out and voting, of course, when there is a pandemic, but we... Our election is not being stopped. So we have to show the, up. The risk of not um, having leaders who uh, support humanity, basic humanity, is greater than uh, the risk of contracting something while you're masked, gloved, yep. you know, break yep. out your Clorox wipes. Do what um, we've been doing. Just you have, you've had to go to the grocery store. So... Hopefully yeah. you sign up for an absentee, but I know I'm going to have to go and show up at the polls mm-hmm. in person. And and do it, people. Just do it. It's necessary. We have to get the right people in office. I mean, uh, should we go over the Stonewall Democrats' recommendations? Let's do that next week. No, it's not next week. We're, it's too late. Stonewall De- Democrats' recommendations. Are, wow. I, I am... That I'm, I was, I just said it, and yet it still snuck up on me that we just don't have time. It does have to happen now. Uh, do you have those pulled up in front of you? I should. Yeah, but I do. Awesome. So here are the endorsements one more time from Stonewall Democrats. Stonewall Democrats. Your local, Central, exactly. Your local, and and uh, full disclosure, I'm on the board. Um, we are trying to, the whole point of Stonewall Democrats is to uh, put forth candidates from the LGBT community so that we are represented in our government. Uh, we, are, we want to help support people, LGBT people, to uh, uh, run and um, to also support people who, where LGBT 
people aren't running support those who support LGBT folk and um, and and anti-discrimination policies um, and putting forth just <laughs> what should be common sense um, and and human rights based uh, legislation. So go ahead and, and okay. read off. I just want to say that. So here's their endorsement candidates. I might butcher some of these names, but um, so the first one is Sind Worth, Indiana mm-hmm. State House District 59. And then we have Alyssa Bailey, Indiana State House District 62. Um, and so all of these endorsements are for Monroe, Brown, Owen, Green, Morgan, Lawrence, and Bart County. Bartholomew. So, Bartholomew. I'm sorry, Bart County. <laughs> Bart. So some of these candidates aren't for Bloomington only. Right. Let me keep going. So we have Paula Staley, Indiana State House District 65. Cheryl Munson, Monroe County Council at Large. Trent Deckard, Monroe County Council at Large. Jeff McKim, Mm -hmm. Monroe County Council at Large. Alfonso Al Mans, Judge of the Circuit Monroe County Circuit Court, Division 1, Seat 9. Kara Croft. Judge of the Monroe County Circuit Court, Division 8, Seat 5, and Jessica McClellan, Monroe County Treasurer. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have in the Indiana State Dis- Senate District 40 race, the Stonewall Democrats chose to endorse both Shelley Yoder and John Zodi. Both are strong allies for the LGBTQ plus community and presented equally strong applications for endorsement. So that's cool. Either, either Senate, State District, forty choice. Right. So there you go. That's just a handful of their endorsements. So try to put those in your brain, people out there like me who don't know who these people are. That's why we have a Stonewall Democrats organization is so we can have those endorsements because it's hard. It's hard to keep up with the the political beast if you will which is why we need organizations like the stonewall democrats and (laughs) thank you very much uh let me look this up um oh i went below my pop filter there sorry about that i've got a new mic and uh getting it set up right is um tough and i'm also trying to i'm on my sofa (laughs) This is not... I'm in my bathroom now. Are you? That's... Still? We do what we have to. Do you have one of those uh, seats that's cushioned? Because, I mean, I I just thought you'd go in for a sec, but I didn't realize you're there the whole time. I'm not actually looking at you right now. Uh, I'll need a third screen for for that. Uh, Please so... send us your donate. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I tried. Let me. Uh, and all that. You can cut. You can cut this out, right? You can cut that. Yeah. So there is a, a website you can go to SD of SCI Stonewall Democrats of South Central Indiana. So SDOFSCI.org, and you can 
find out all about Stonewall Democrats and what we're for and who we're endorsing and, and the reasons and all that stuff. So, all right, putting you on hold again. Mark okay. the time. We're getting close. We're at 59 minutes. Oh, that's what we need. But we have some cutout stuff, but we have music, right? Yeah, so I think we're probably... Do you want to do community minutes? Community minutes time. Okay. All right, what is going on in the community? Since we are back to uh, allowing people to leave their houses, let's talk about... Most of the state... But we're we're still kind of. Bloomington uh, is. I guess we're still down. Monroe County is closed down. Let me just. There's nothing going on. I'm sorry. Well, if you're feeling crazy, you could go to the Bedford Farmers Market, Courthouse Square, nine eighteen Sixteenth Street, Bedford, Indiana. Yeah. Um, do not enter the market if you're sick. Make a shopping list. Send only one person from the family into the market. Wait in your vehicle if lines form. No pets will be allowed. Uh, there's a bunch of other things. But that's happening 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. So... On what day? May 30th, Saturday. So if you feel oh. like... if you, Or for our listeners out there in Bedford, um, you can go get some produce. <laughs> um, there's some uh, screenings at the Tivoli Theater in Spencer. Oh, Spencer Pride. Well, one of them is. But it's a free movie. You can go see Coraline on Sunday. Seating limited to 100 people. So that's May 31st at 2 p.m. So that's cool. I was wondering about theaters. Yeah, me too. It's kind of seems a little bit suspicious. But, you know, six feet apart, it's probably okay, right? Just I don't know. I I know that the um, risk you're willing to take, and <laughs> that's really the question you should ask yourself. Exactly, closed room. Um, all those people breathing. Yeah, literally a closed room where people are just breathing. However, however, uh, make the decisions yourself. It's not you know why not you want to go to the theater you know. And I feel for the theaters. I feel for these venues. I feel for the corporate, you know, the companies that are small and struggling and trying to um, trying to make a living, and you know how they're opening uh, soft openings or whatever they're going to be doing to transition into opening their businesses. Um, I was just at White Rabbit the other day, and you know, right south of downtown here, Kitty Corner from Rallies. And um, and they do tons of printing for places, and they're super busy now. Oh, um, yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Good for them. And, you know, it's an LGBT-owned uh, company uh, and run, and it's um, – they've got, you know, safeguards in place, you, you, one person in at a time kind of thing. Uh, but they're open for business. They usually don't have a whole lot of people, but they do have like walk-ins and I've been there a few times when the little front area has been kind of packed with people coming in for uh, copies and have posters printed and designed and stuff like that. So cool. do um, they do screen printing too? They don't do screen printing. Uh, what are you, what are you looking for? Screen printing. <laughs> for like clothing? Yes. Uh, you don't do screen printing for clothing anymore. You 
you get that digitally you printed. Whatever. What? I miss, That's the one thing I miss about IU is I could go screen print on t-shirts. Well, Spencer Pride has a t-shirt machine. Um, we've used it for the Stonewall Democrats. Uh, I've actually got a screen that I'm looking at right now in my living room. Oh. Yep. I don't have... You want to make some shirts? I got some gold ink, but I don't have any other colors right now. So, um, yeah. yeah. What? I would have to get some ink and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we can totally do screen printing. I like screen printing. (laughs) All right, I'm losing my mind. I have to go. Okay. Goodbye, Bloomington. I love you. I, is that is that the close? No, there's there's more to talk about, but we'll take care of that next week. We're running out of time. Kind of rambling, and I had a weird morning, so yeah, me apologize. too. Well, we're out of time again, and thank you to all of you listeners, three or four of you out there right now, and a huge thank you we to the you. you know, and a huge thank you to the folks at WFHB, Cade, and, and Jar, and all of them who are still getting this out to you um blooming out is produced by me and kate young and uh tons of other people who contribute um blooming out is production of wfhb community radio lucas fisher is our co-host engineer um producer we'll throw you in there too Woo! <laughs> you get a raise i got a raise for blowing out WFHB, I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Lucas Fisher. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from your blowing out family. <laughs>